feeling of brokenness has plagued me most of my life. And in the world that considers broken things to be of no value, struggling with the reality of broken bodies, broken minds, broken relationships, and broken lives can feel utterly helpless. Oh, trust me, I'm going to be digging in deeper to broken relationships, broken minds, broken bodies, and people just struggling amongst themselves, including myself. We, I will get into that later on in this podcast. We need to understand that we are indeed imperfect people living in a broken world. But even so, God, <clears throat> God takes great delight in us, rejoicing over us with singing, with singing, Sophania. 317. We may not understand why brokenness exists in our lives, but we can hold on to the promise that he will work all things together for his good. Romans 8:28. Now, that does not mean all things will feel good. We see that example in Paul as he was afflicted with the thorn in my flesh, 2 Corinthians 12:7. Even after pleading with the Lord to remove his brokenness, to which the answer was no. He is assured that Christ's grace is sufficient in his brokenness. Christ's power is made imperfect. I'm sorry, made perfect in his weakness. Romans eight Romans eight twenty eight means that God will weave our brokenness together in such a way that the result on this side of eternity or the other is good. We can take our brokenness to Him and know His heart for us is restoration, and that it is a gift. He ultimately gives us as we put our hope in him. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalms 34, 18. I am whole in him. So, dear Lord, you see me in my brokenness. You see how I feel utterly torn down by my affliction. Help me to trust your nearness. As Paul pressed on, help me to press on in the race you have given me to run. Help me to rest in your grace, knowing it is and will be all sufficient to meet all my needs. Thank you that I could trust your goodness. Amen. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, He'll help you catch your breath. And that comes from Psalms 34, 18. <clears throat> Folks, I'm just going to say it like this. No matter your calls in life, no matter how much of the struggle and the pain that you're dealing with, like I said, rather if you're in a relationship, rather if you're uh, suffering, rather if you're struggling, anything of that sort that is not bringing you into good spirits. One of the things that we all had to remember is that things come in good timing. Patience is always going to be key when it comes to us being broken down. There are so many people in this world that shows a lot of impatience, that shows a lot of frustration, that shows a lot of mentally broken down, depressed, anxieties, which includes myself, 
that to the fact we wish to kind of control things on our own. And that's where we're wrong. And I have learned for the past two years to just let things go. Now, there are some times that I do get angry and I do flip out. There are times that happens. But I have learned more and more every day. The people that surrounds me, that is close to me, are never going to be the ones to actually bring themselves to a better place or be a better person. So sometimes you just have to wash your hands from it and you just have to leave yourself alone and love yourself. Love yourself. Quit picking on yourself. You know, you're too hard on yourself. Wash your hands from it and let God deal with it. You continue to live the life the way you want to. It doesn't matter what they think anymore. If they think that you're not a good person, then let them think that you're not a good person. You continue along that good path that you have always been through. That no matter what happens, what no matter what people say, and people are going to throw your name in the mud. They're going to throw your name in the mud. Regardless of all that, no one understands that you are always going to be the one good to yourself. You know, a lot of people need the friend support. A lot of people need that type of support that they need people around them. They don't like being alone. I'm going to tell you, every day and every minute, I love being alone. I love it. It's incredible. It's addicting. And it's dangerous. I've always, I've always been that guy to be alone. I love it because that shows a sign that you are dependent on yourself. You can, you can uh, make your own money. You can actually pay your own bills. You can actually get your own car, drive your own car, pay your uh, insurance bills and all that good stuff. That you don't need somebody to surround you. And you're especially good at cooking, rather if it's for pleasure or rather if it's for survival. You're good to yourself. And that's what people teach their kids. That's what parents teach their kids to be independent. Because you can't rely on a woman every single time. Especially for the men. You just can't. But the women has always been the most supportive human beings that you can ever put yourself upon in this earth always been supportive but then you got those other ones that are just straight up 100% assholes straight up understand that everything in your independency shows how strong you can be there's nothing wrong with being different in the way that you act in the way that you choose to live your life you're grown well, those are 18 and older that works to pay bills. But if you're kids, you have to abide by what the parent tells you. But still at the same time, you need to have time to actually explore for yourself and start getting curious about some things. So you can learn. So the parents can help you learn the idea or not a good idea about certain things. Just learning, understanding. You have to look at this bigger picture of survival, depression, and anxiety. 
Survivor is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if you are surviving, it's because you're living with little or nothing. Little income or anything of that sort. You barely got a car and stuff like that. And your depression, your depression is the main sit down of the whole three titles that I just mentioned. Depression is depression. Okay, you're down, you're feeling sorry for yourself, and nothing's going your way, and you're not feeling right about a lot of situations. Today was a bad day. You know, how can I help myself get myself into that better person? There's plenty of ways of doing it. You just have to apply it. Rather, that means journaling. Journaling is a great therapeutic way to actually do it. I'm going to tell you something. People are going to think that me and Darren is weird. Believe it or not. Including my own mother. But that's good. I don't care. Me and Darren, believe it or not, and this is month of March, okay? We're in a smack dab in the middle of month of March. We still have our Christmas tree up. We put it up in November, and it's still up as we speak today. Now, a lot of people can probably relate to us. A lot of people may not. But why is it that me and Darren's Christmas tree is still up? It's therapeutic. All the beautiful lights that's there that can help lift up your depression, that can help lift up your moods. That's why me and Darren always sit in the living room, because the beautiful lights. Now, we had a Valentine's Day tree. Now we're going to have an Easter tree. And it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. So whatever it is that you're broken down with, your depressions and your anxieties, just know and understand there are ways that you can overcome all of these solutions. Also by washing your hands mainly and journaling and doing everything that you love to do. Leave it up to God. I've said that last week. I'll say it again. Leave it to God. That's the message. Okay. Today, um, normally, we would, uh, I would go in and start talking about uh, the uncomfortable talk. So for today, I'm canceling the uncomfortable talks. And I apologize about that. Even though this is a bigger piece of a subject that needs to be brought up, a lot of people may be like, oh, yay, you are not talking about the uncomfortable talks today. Awesome. Let's get into something more important. Nah, that's not the case. It's just that there are more mental health things that I would like to discuss in this podcast, and I need to keep this short and brief. So that's why I'm not doing the uncomfortable talks today. But you best to believe I will continue it next week. You best to believe that. But today, we're going to discuss and talk about what we just witnessed, what we just dealt with, and what we're dealing with right now as we speak. And that is the daylight saving time. Now, believe it or not, there's, there's good news to this. There's wonderful news to this. So the U.S. Senate is, approves the bill to make daylight saving time permanent. This is good news. So it's the only the matter of the fact if, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, agrees with the fact that daylight savings need to be permanent. So 
let's just hope and pray that they actually do believe that this is a sentimental aspect to uh, people's lives, everyday lives, and saving time. So, um, let's 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 dig into this. Um, an article that came out two days ago, at the time of this recording, um, from Reuters.com. Uh, David Shepherdson did this article, and I'm reading straight off of what he has put on his article. Uh, the U.S. Senate on Tuesday passed legis- legislation that will make daylight saving time permanent starting in 2023, ending the twice annual change of the clocks in the move promoted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity. Yes. The Senate approved the measure called the Sunshine Protection Act, unanimously by voice vote. The House of Representatives. Sorry. The House of Representatives, which has held a committee hearing on the matter, must still pass the bill before it could go to President Joe Biden to sign. The White House has not said whether Biden supports it. A spokeswoman for the for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi declined to say if she supports the measure, but said she was reviewing it, reviewing it very closely. Which I don't understand that. I don't understand why you have to review this. I can understand why you reviewed it, but at the same time, if you just want to read everything through a fine tooth comb and find some errors that you know that needs to be brought attention on, suit yourself. But it could be understandable, but in this case, some things just have to make happen. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio, one of the bill's sponsors, said supporters agreed to change would not take place until November 2023 after input from airlines and broadcasters. The change will help enable children to play outdoors later and reduce seasonal depression, according to supporters. I know this is not the most important issue confronting America, but it's one of those issues where there's a lot of agreement, Rubio said. I'm not a fan of Rubio. Believe that. I am not a fan of him. And I don't agree with a lot of things that he said. But this one right here, I pinpoint. He is absolutely right. If we can get this passed, we don't have to do this stupidity anymore. Boom. Did it again. Absolutely agree. We have got to stop this daylight. It's killing people. It's killing them. Part of the pun, but this is an idea whose time has come, he also added. The National Association of Convenience Stores opposes the change, telling Congress this month we should not have kids going to school in the dark. Hmm. On Sunday, most of the United States resumed daylight saving time, moving ahead one hour. The United States will resume standard time in November. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm reading this. And if I actually blanked and have brain fog through this, I apologize. Because I know at some point I'm going to read this again and be like, oh, I may I may not actually agree with this. But right now, this is what I see. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So forgive me. Since 2015, about 30 states have introduced legislation to end the twice yearly change of clocks with some states proposing to do it only if neighboring states do the same 
The House Energy and Commerce Committee held a hearing on the issue last week, where Representative Frank Pallone, the committee's chairman, said the loss of that one hour of sleep seems to impact us for days afterwards. It can also cause havoc on the sleeping patterns of our kids and our pets. Need that he mentioned pets. Perfect. People gotta understand, pets are pets. They go through the same draw as the humans, as their masters. Pets and humans are pretty much have similar in a lot of things. And people have to understand that. And that's why he mentioned that. Our kids and our pets. Prolonged backs into the clock switching but has not decided whether to support daylight or standard time as the permanent choice. We need this as a permanent choice. I swear we do. We need to join all those others that are doing the same thing. At the hearing, Beth Mallow, director of the Vanderbilt Sleep Division, argued daylight saving time makes it harder to be alert in the morning, saying it is like living in the wrong time zone for almost eight months out of the year. Pallone cited a 2019 poll that found 71% of Americans prefer to no longer switch their clocks twice a year. Supporters say the change could prevent a slight uptick in car crashes that typically occurs around the time changes and point to studies showing a small increase in the heart and the rate of heart attacks and strokes soon after the time change. They argue the measure could help businesses such as golf courses that can draw more use with more evening daylight. It has real repercussions in our economy and our daily lives, said Senator Ed Markey, another leading sponsor. Daylight saving time has been in place in nearly all of the United States since the 1960s, after being first tried in 1918. Year-round daylight savings time was used during World War II and adopted it again in 1973 in a bid to reduce energy use because of an oil embargo and a repeal a year later. The bill will allow Arizona and Hawaii, which do not observe daylight saving time, good for them, I love it, to remain on standard time as well as America Samoa, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's all of us understand, we all know the frustration of changing the clocks forward and backwards. And it's an uneven balance to everything when it comes to daylight savings. We're only, we're, we're doing daylight savings for eight months. And then when we move our clocks backwards, it's only for five months. No balance. There's 12 months. Six and six could have been perfect. But don't nobody want to keep changing the damn clocks twice a year. I know I don't. Because one of the main causes that is said, depression. Depression among the kids, sleep pattern issues. It's too much to this that we need to leave these damn say life saving times alone. We have got to leave them alone. And I'm going to tell you something. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay? I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. And damn it, we are in the time zone of Central. Mitch Daniels decides differently now we're eastern why the hell are we eastern that moved our clocks forward again and then not to mentioning the daylight savings 
We remove our clocks for it again. That's three hours. Lost. Because Mitch Daniels wanted to promote safer keeping when it's dark, children go in the house to prevent less shootings. Wrong again. We have increased in shootings in the nighttime. That's when it happens. That's when the hell it happens. Now we're dealing with much more anxiety of these shootings because you decided you want to change your damn clocks back and we're losing three hours. Three fucking hours. Are you flipping kidding me? There's so much research to this that they pinpoint everything so right that the fact when it comes to changing the clocks for it, our mindsets are totally in a different zone. We don't know where we're at. We are completely discombobulated. We are completely to a point where we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Because when the minute you look at that clock, oh shit, it's freaking 11 o'clock. But just yesterday, it was 10 o'clock. Oh crap, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, it should have been 1 o'clock in the morning or midnight if we were central. Losing so much valuable time. There's businesses that's losing time off of this, but a lot of businesses don't agree to that because they're the ones that are also being hurt by the shootings and and all the ex, ex, extra time of nights and all of that. That they should be able to just kick back and just relax and have a golly good time. It don't necessarily work like that. It it can always be a good thing to deal with. It's the same way with my job. You know, when I close at night, I close at night. There's not a lot of customers that come around to the warehouse to do their uh, to come pick up their stuff because it gets dark quicker and there's hardly no sunlight. It's during the day when everything and all the action happens and it kicks off. But at the same time, when it comes down to nights, it's incredible. Like you'd be able to get a lot of stuff done. You could be able, I'm able to, well, I, now I, I come in and do a little bit of extra overtime. I do do that. I come in, I get everything that needs to be done first. You know, anything that they need me done, anything that I have to do as part of my, excuse me, as my job description, I get it done. Or sometimes I just wait. It just depends on what's going on in the situation. When that happens, that leaves me with a little bit more time to do what I need to do personally, right? If that means if it's my side business with uh, me and Darren's podcast or my own podcast, or if I just need to catch up on some reading. I'm not gaining much from that when it comes to moving the clocks forward, but I have to find a way to benefit from it. Because if I don't benefit from it, if I keep looking at this and be like, oh, damn, had it been not, you know, Midnight, I mean, had it been not been noon instead of two o'clock in the afternoon, I could have gotten two hours worth of work done. I can't do that. I can speak on it, on how this is affecting me, but I have to deal with the things that I can control. Believe that. I have to do that. And I know for a fact that somewhere along this line, Along this line, there is a lot of different mental health problems 
just aside from when the time changes. It's an everyday issue. It's an everyday issue. And changing the clocks is main key, also an X factor in all of it. It is. We cannot look at daylight saving times and sit here. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Looking forward to it. Now, everybody gets excited. Look forward to it when the times change the clock backwards because we gain an hour. That's good. Oh, that's always good. Believe that. It's always been good. It's tremendous. We gain an hour and boom. We could get back to, you know, doing more of a lot of things that needs to be done. But now it's just the fact of the matter of everybody getting on the same page to try to make this permanent because we're uh, in a world where mental health is a big key factor. If people looked at mental health as the biggest key factor, sleep, depression, anxiety, all of that. If they looked at that, Brighton, Pelosi, everybody in the house, everybody in the White House, everybody. If they looked at that, they will understand. They're the ones going through it, too. They're going through it. If they see this, if they understand it, then boom. But all of a sudden, why are we waiting so long to, to you know, to end this? It's been long talks about it. Y'all know it's affecting y'all, but everybody needs to get on the same page. And that's probably the reason why it is. That's probably the reason it is. But, you know, when you are... When you're so busy focused on other problems, you can't help but to actually think, well, you have to think of other reasons. You have to think of other reasons. So, you know, I, I, I just had to bring up daylight savings because I know how important that daylight savings is for the, for the mental health sake. Very well for the mental health sake of what we're dealing with. So... That's that. But ladies and gentlemen, here we are again. Another edition of Breaking Mental Health with Daryl. I am your host, Daryl Watts. Now today, I am going to continue the series of depression, a depressive uh, mood disorder. And today, I am actually going to do a part two of depression. And of course, I'm going to throw in anxiety into the mix. But only this time. I am actually going to go in depth with my story that I have been sharing so it can all make sense. I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share some things on why the decisions that I make stays with me. So stay tuned. When we come back, we will discuss depressive mood disorder in the series of part two, Depression. And of course, a bunch with anxiety. Be right back. All right, fam. What's happening? What's going on, everybody, today? Everybody's well. Everybody's good. I know your mindsets are not the same. I know everybody is still thinking about this <laughs> daylight savings. And we're only uh, maybe a few days in, like almost five or six days 
we're not even the weekend and we're in this predicament you know but I'm going to mention something to everybody because I mentioned it in like last week's uh, Double Takes Pro Stock podcast we in there I had happened to mention and I said this and I'm going to say it here let your let your failures let your mistakes be your success because if you do that you will grow you will learn I've said this a million times and I say it look for me for anybody that has big dreams that's a hustler that thinks about entrepreneurship that has the entrepreneur mindset this message is for you people that don't have that mindset the ones that ultimately just don't think entrepreneurial minds this isn't for you this isn't for you but let me explain something to all the all of my peoples that listen to this podcast that's dealing with mental health and still wanting to put their grind in the entrepreneurial mindset and still be entrepreneurs when I say let your failures and your mistakes be the success that's exactly what the hell I mean because the fact is is that every piece of mistake that you choose to make and actually gain from it you will learn but if you're just making mistakes that fell on purpose just to try to get yourself up higher or get yourself lower that will not work hard work beats talent believe that I'm a firm believer in hard work beats talent I wear it on my wrist I wear that I wear the goat I wear Philippians 413 and I wear stay humble all on my wrist mistakes and failures are the most important aspects of your growing entrepreneurship mind now let me say this when I talked about it on the podcast Double Take Sports Talk with me there last week or the week before we have to understand it was the week before last we have to understand that you have to find a way to help motivate yourself to get yourself out of bed in the morning and one way I did that and with the way that my success is at my job so far is the fact that I always treat myself as an entrepreneur. I'm always treating myself as an entrepreneur. There's a lot of setbacks to that, but I have to think that. Right? I have to think that I am an entrepreneur. I come in early, I'm the last one out. Sometimes, well, all the time. But I'm the very few that leaves late. I have to think that way. So in order for me to be on time for work, to be able to actually get better, I had to change my whole mindset on how I approach the day. Getting up earlier, getting to work earlier, learning way a lot more at work, and bringing home that income. Because let me tell you something, me and Darren has big dreams. 
But to a lot of people, you can always say, hey, they're just chasing after their dreams. Hey, that's what we're going to do. We're going to chase after our dreams. No matter what people think. No matter the distractions. I don't give a damn who you are. You are not going to stop us. Because I'm going to tell you something. When me and Darren are chasing our dreams, when we do this podcast, when we do our own podcast, that is our hearts. That's our hearts. For everything that we do, we are going to do it. Even with the side hustles and everything else that we have, generally put our mind and focus on. That is what we're going to do. So with that, when me and Darren focus on our stuff, we focus on that. What is the main thing that we're getting out of this? It's joy. We're getting joy out of everything that we're doing with that aspect. So when I say you have to be more mindful about how you approach your day, be more mindful about how you approach your day. If you don't want people picking on you, you change the way you approach your day. You do that. So regardless, regardless, it is important very important to look at yourself in the mirror when you wake up and you always see yourself on the other side rather if you've got tired bags under your eyes rather if you're refreshed ready to go rather if you're feeling tired as crap no matter how you're feeling you look at yourself and you tell yourself I'm ready to go let's rock this let's effing rock this Change your mindset because if you change your mindset, you will get some a success. That's a bonus. Believe that and take that to the bank. That's a bonus. Never put yourself into a situation where you let people on the outside distract you from your dreams. Don't let people do that to you. It's very important. That is very important. Where you see everything, everything. We have so much, so much to tackle. Don't let the negative thoughts kick you. Don't let the negative thoughts make you believe that, oh, we can't do this. I can't do this. Ain't no way in the world I could do this. Don't ever think that way. That's my message to people with entrepreneurial mindsets. But for people that just works the regular life, that enjoys being that employee at 1040, here's my thing for you. Know and understand that your daily routine is a responsibility that you're doing every single day. Nothing changes from your responsibility. Everything that you're doing is the same every day. Every single day of your life. Believe and understand that your understand that your mindset that um, sorry I'm distracted. Um, no one understand that your mindset it's going to go through this aspect of that it's tired, it's bored, and you want more excitement. 
but you bear the responsibility of being an entrepreneur, which is totally fine. But you have to find that way. Like it is with entrepreneur mindset, you have to find the way, a way to be more responsible. You have to. You have to understand, hey, we are in this world to help support my family. We're here to support anything, my bills and, you know, earn this living so I can live another day. It's perfectly nothing wrong with it. And I expect and I respect those people that are 1040. I respect them because for every day that you spend at home, at your job, even if it's working from home, that's even the greatest. I still respect that. For all the things that you're doing is phenomenal. I love it. It's 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 it's, it's incredible. Every piece of your mind, every piece of your mind, no matter where you're at in your life, rather if you're wealthy, rather if you're a good budgeter, rather if you suck at budgeting, no one understand that everything that you're doing is not 100% your fault. It's not your fault. But if you put yourself into a situation where you are homeless, if you are not taking care of business, yes, you have yourself to blame, especially if you have a family. How do you how do you feel after that? Right? How do you feel after that? You feel like crap. You feel like you let your family down. But no, you never give up from that. You actually rebuild yourself. But only one thing keeps in mind when you think about this. When you're rebuilding, you are you're starting from scratch. But the difference is when you're starting from scratch, you are actually starting from experience. So everything you know. From before you fail, you hit that and try that shit again, you're good. Right? But does that make sense? You know, it's it's an understanding of where your mind is. It's an understanding of how positive that your mind can be when it comes down to those downing broken situations. Now I'm gonna say something, and this is and this is why um I say this. And I'm actually going to say this on this podcast because at first I was I wasn't 100 sure how I wanted to quote this, but now I do. Believe it or not, people do not take me seriously. They don't, including my own family. Do not take me seriously. Maybe except a couple of people in my family do actually take me seriously and understands that I do know what I'm talking about. Why did I just say that? It's because my mindset is always an observer. I don't say shit. I don't say nothing because my opinion and how I feel in my opinion does not matter. My thoughts do not matter. Darren comes to me. He speaks from the heart. I speak from the heart. He takes me seriously. There are some things that he don't take me seriously in, which is totally fine. I respect that. But at the same time, he takes me seriously. Nicole, don't take me seriously. Who's she always going to? Dare. She's always going to dare. Rather, if it's a question about betting, rather it's about her personal life, rather it's about marriage, rather it's about mama. And guess what? I have no about those things except the uh, betting part. I know about my mama. I know about your personal life. 
I know about relationships. I've been in relationships for as long as you can count, just like anybody else. I do not get taken seriously because the way my the way my attitude is. A lot of people think that I'm very sarcastic, and I'm going to mention this with no names. But I'm, here's what I'm going to say: When you have a job, a part-time job that do, that do not support the exceeded amount of your income to get bigger things to be responsible for, do not do it. For an example, if you are a part-timer working less than 30 hours and you decide, and it's also seasonal, if you choose to get yourself a car and think that you could be able to pay for it, no, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. So what happens? You get this car and you're seasonal. Now you're in trouble. I have even warned against it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good idea. And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to be real with you. I can't do it either. So if you get behind and you get yourself into some trouble, I cannot help you. Because my income do not meet that at all. It don't meet it. So you have to be more cautious about how you do things. And I was just literally like, you know what? You ain't going to listen to me fine. I was being dead ass serious, but was not taken seriously. Only one person believed that like, hey, Daryl was smart for that. Daryl was absolutely smart for saying what he said. Yeah, you damn right I am. It's really common sense if you sit down and you think about these things. Here's another example. Somebody could come to you and will say, hey, I'm having a hard time with my kids because my kids cannot behave. I mentioned on my podcast, hey, I've been a stepfather for seven years and now still counting. And now I have been officially a father for a year and two months and some weeks and some change. Learning off of the stepfather experience for me to be able to be a father has really turned a lot around for me. And it changed me. So when they say that their kids are not taking them seriously, they're not listening to them. A lot of people disagree with me when I say this. And people still do to this day. I say, hey, back in our day, if you wasn't acting right, what's the first thing that's going to happen? Your parents are getting any type of weapon, rather if it's a belt, a tree thorn, bushes, telephone cords, anything that could get their hands on that's going to teach you some respect. Get that belt and beat the crap out of your kids so they could be more disciplined that you need to be taken more seriously and you have to listen to them. Didn't take me seriously at first. Didn't take me seriously at first. Still didn't. To come think about it. Like carry that belt around. Carry that belt around to know. When it's time to lash that belt out, they will straighten their act up. 
when they feel that pain of that leather, leather up their bodies, that's not a good feeling. Never will be a good feeling at all. Even if that goes for telephone cords, tree thorns, bushes, telephone cords, or any type of cord, doesn't matter what, anything, it do not feel good. And if they decide that they're not going to listen, you pop that thing out, they straighten right up. Didn't take me seriously. But the next thing you know, that's when, that's when kids started behaving. Was it because of my, my advice? Maybe. Maybe. But the whole point is, is that I'm, I'm just not being taken seriously at all. I'm not being taken seriously because of the fact of how I approach the situation. People think that I am sitting up here and I'm being silly and I'm not taking them seriously, in which I am. But the way that I approach a situation, I need your undivided attention. I got your undivided attention, but guess what? I did it in a fucked up way. I did it in the most wrongful way by sitting up here being funny about it. But I was still speaking the truth. Now, had I been more firm about the way that I do things and say things, could it have changed? Maybe. Sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? When people don't take me seriously, what more do I have to bring to the table? And that's where my depression, that's where my anxiety falls. And every time I have a conversation with somebody that involves me, guess what? I'm not saying a word. Because my word do not matter. That's how I feel now. And that's how I, that's how I felt a long time ago. A lot of people go to dinner. Now, a lot of people could probably sit here and say right now, oh, you know what? You're jealous of your brother. No, the hell I'm not. No, I'm not. Let me tell you something. If I were to be more jealous of Darren, we'd be arguing more every day. Because of the way or how people always go to him. No, go round ahead. Go to Darren. You know what I'm saying? That's why one of these days, somebody's going to actually look at me like, oh, that wasn't no bullshit he said. Oh, he actually wasn't bullshit. This is why when I turned 30, I had decided I wanted a child in my life. Because I want that child to know for other people that, hey, I'm just as a fine human being that can still give out good advice even to a kid and watch the way that kid grows and learn. Seek advice. Now, I hope Lika always comes to me for advice. I hope that she goes to advice for dear, Nicole, mom. Because I'm always going to preach to her, hey, always go to your older folks. Have your conversations with your older folks. Because they have experienced a lot of things that you have not. And when you do that, you will gain a lot of wisdom. Hell, how do you think me and Darren become the way we are? We've watched people die from drugs. We have watched people get addicted to drinking because of their bad choices. We wanted no part of that I wanted no part of that now I had like I said before I had put myself into a situation where I was in that relationship with Francis where everything just 
just really screwed me up. And she just up and just left me. I was having that drinking problem. I had no ill will towards her at all. None. But the way that it happened, it really disvalued me. Just like now, I feel very disvalued. I feel that every time. Why do I feel disvalued? Because if you're going to do things and you think it's okay, then you got nothing coming. Your consequences are going to pay for what you have done. Hell, shit. I know it'll come for me too. Believe that. Believe that. Okay? But my story don't implicate that other people go through what I'm going through. And it shouldn't have to. This is what I'm going through. Now, if there's people that actually have some of the stories like me, then yes, hopefully I have gotten into your head somewhere. Hopefully that you find this story inspiring. Because I tell you, I was a hothead. I had a real bad temper when I was a kid. Really bad temper. When I had those bad tempers, it was ballistic. So bad. People wanted me to go to boot camp. And I always looked at it like this. Don't pick on me. Leave me alone. That's how it's always been. Just leave me alone. It was the same way with Darren. People picked on him all the time too. Just leave me alone. Otherwise, I wouldn't be going off. Just leave me alone. Everybody has that situation. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But my depressions and my anxieties has come a long way from not even being better. And at times, it's a very inconsistent thing. It could be up one minute. It could be down one next minute. But in my life, I have never thought about or even attempt suicide. Never. And I hope and pray to myself, I would never put myself in that situation. Never. But just know and understand that for anybody that has a similar story like me that can actually sit down and relate to the fact that they can't take you seriously because of the way that you are you continue to be who you are the depression can treat itself the anxiety can treat itself if you journal if you do your daily activities if you just write do anything that helps you be therapeutic in that state of mind the sky's the limit you continue to be you because at the end of the day ain't nobody else like you trust me when I say that now can people take you seriously when I say that no will people take me seriously when I say this maybe I hope so I sincerely hope so I have listeners okay I have listeners listen to this podcast you know and I enjoy every waking moment to sit down and discuss mental health in so many ways that it can help people rather than listen to other podcasts to seek a different advice, to seek a different, a second eye or a second ear or a third ear to compare differences, to be able to gain the wisdom. There's nothing wrong with listening to another mental health uh, podcast in mine. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. As a matter of fact, I even support it. I support that. You know, I love my audience. I love the people that actually sit down and take the time to listen to me. I very, 
very grateful for that because I could be able to get my story out. People could be able to listen to what I have to say. It's that important. It's that important. And rather, if you put yourself into a relationship to where that it's actually going absolutely nowhere, you continue to be yourself. You wash your hands from the situation. You let God deal with it. Because eventually, sooner or later, it's either you're going to end the relationship or they are going to be the ones to end that relationship because of what they see. I have pretty much high standards for myself. That's why I feel people can't handle me. Because I've been through so much pain and hurt, I'm tired of dealing with it. So I'm going to question every motive. I'm going to question every move that's been going on. But trust me, if I'm not arguing with you, if I'm not the one to sit here and show that I care and I don't say three words, you better be concerned. You better be concerned. That's the truth. You better be concerned. Because I'm not here to sit here and play your silly little games. I'm not here to sit up here and try to make you or make myself chase you or anything of that sort. I'm not here to do that. I got goals I need to fulfill. I don't have time for that. When I do this podcast, I'm putting my all into this podcast. When I'm doing Double Take Sports Talk, I am putting my all into Double Take Sports Talk. When it comes down to helping with the family, well, with the business, that's what I put my heart in. There's so much that I have to focus on, I don't have time for. And when you see that I don't care, I don't fight, and I don't argue, you better damn well know that that is not a good sign. And I always believe that good friends should be able to argue because they care. If nobody shows that you care, you got a problem. A big time problem. Right? That makes sense. You know? Because the depression and the anxieties, they do come a long way. And when I was, and when I suffered the anxiety, is I suffered it from at my jobs. When I was at Aldi's, I suffered big time. Big time anxiety. It was too much pressure. And I got made for it. I got made, made in front of because of that. What are you so anxious for? What do you think it takes for somebody to understand the anxiety, the depression that a person is going through when it comes down to mental health? Nothing. Because they don't know shit. That's why they question it. I'm less than a year under at all these and I have these type of deals. And I still have it in weekends only. And I've been there for over a year. I've been there for over a year. I know almost everything about the job in the warehouse. I still got some hell it learning to go, but I've come a long way. I've come a long way. The anxiety is still there. The depression is still there. But I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't as bad as it was earlier when I suffered work burnout, when I suffered from depression, when I suffered from anxiety. It's not as bad as because I had changed my mindset. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I had to change my mindset, my message for future entrepreneurs entrepreneurial mindsets, people that hustle, people that understands this, that the fact 
You have to change your mindset in order to be successful. You have to fail and make mistakes in order for you to grow and succeed. I'm not saying this shit because I'm just telling you this. And I'm not saying this because I just want to be making attention to myself. I hate attention. I hate it. I just want to get the message out. Speak the truth about mental health. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? Where where could you possibly be at any given moment the minute that you boom break down? I almost went through that at all. I felt so sick it wasn't even funny. There was a customer one day. I was just not in it, okay? I was groggy, I was drained, I was tired. And I didn't even have congestion or head cold or anything like that. But it sure felt like I had COVID. Because I barely could keep my eyes open. I was still having some difficulties breathing and stuff like that, but not in that sense. So a customer came in one day and I was actually cashier and I was ringing a customer out. And I've known this customer during my time at the uh, Goodwill. And I, I don't know him personally, but I knew him in the aspect that he came in and he shopped. And I was able to, you know, keep perked up and well. But the first thing he did that made me feel very good about everything, he said, bro, ring this out and drink this. It was a Red Bull. It was a Red Bull energy drink. So I rang it out. At first, I gave it back to him because I didn't believe that he was saying that to me. I was thinking, hey, you go and buy yourself a Red Bull energy drink because you're going to need it. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. So I gave it back to him. He didn't touch it. He didn't do anything with it at all. And I kept ringing him out. When I got done ringing him out, he paid for it. And he told me right away I gave him the receipt. He took that drink and he said it right there next to me. He said, bro, you drink that. I stand with you and I thank you for everything that you've done. Even when you was at the Goodwill, you have always been good to me. Always. That made me feel good. Even though I was still felt like crap. So when I took one drink out of that Red Bull energy drink, it felt like everything just popped open. It just felt like everything just healed. Everything. I was up. I was alert. I was feeling great. Oh, it was incredible. I was feeling so good. I drank it down and I felt so wonderful for the rest of the shift. It was wonderful. And I'm gonna tell you what it was. Caffeine withdrawal. I had to stop drinking so much uh, caffeine because it was causing my anxieties to kick up. And I was having heart palpitations that I almost damn near died. So I knew if I didn't stop, Something bad was going to happen because that's this is my second stint of actually stopping uh, drinking caffeine. This is my second stint, and I've been clean from it for almost a year. In June would be a year. That was the same in June. That was the same year Aaliyah got sick, and she was only five months old. 
She was sick as a dog. I don't know what was wrong with her. I probably think it was the stomach flu. I got the stomach bug. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't go to work at all. And once I threw everything up, that's when I stopped all caffeine. I stopped it all. I had to. Now, I feel different without caffeine. I feel very different. But I can live with that. The only time I have caffeine is when I take an interception. But my anxiety levels really killed me. It really killed me. And I can't do it no more. My body cannot handle it. Because if the next time I actually do drink a caffeine drink, like a Pepsi coffee or anything like that, I won't make it to 40. I kid you not. I probably wouldn't be surprised if I made it to 35 because I didn't think I was going to make it to 30. That's how depressed I have felt. That's how my anxiety has been. I felt so many ways. It felt so different about how the way I felt about myself that I can't be no more than grateful for living past 30. I'm grateful. I love it. Now I have a child, which makes fatherhood very difficult. Very difficult. I hate that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do what's right for my daughter, but I can't. I'm tired of having to constantly being reminded of a lot of things. Or I'm tired of having to be reminding somebody about this, about that, about this, about that. I'm fed up with it. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. If you don't want me doing things for my own daughter, then just tell me. I'm going to find another way with or without your funky ass help. Point blank. Period. You can't stop me. that's all I have I appreciate your time I appreciate everything from loyal listeners I appreciate y'all and I love y'all just keep that in mind I love y'all very much so catch me next week I'm going to continue uncomfortable talks I'm going to share the message and I am going to continue the depressive mood disorder and if I know what I'm going to do I'm looking into the notebooks and I'll figure it out But join me next week. I will be talking about that. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes, when it comes to listening, you are one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.